0: We want to be able to connect with as many people as possible. We want to deliver values that we care about. We want to foster more conversation. And then those are all uh, reflected in the things that we do. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Aspen Bailharts. Lin Tingjun is Director for Programming and International Development at the National Theatre and Concert Hall, and this week, she speaks to ICRT's Hope Go about initiatives designed to bring Taipei's most iconic cultural space into the 21st century. You know, when we think about our digital projects or whatever initiatives that we do, we always come back to the question of what does a cultural institution mean in our time right now? And I, I really believe you know, it should really reflect the time that we're living right now. And obviously, you know, when it was built, you know, it reflects that specific zeitgeist, you know, the martial law, and then, you know, it was built right by the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. But then now we see um, a cultural institution being a place where ideas can be exchanged. It, it should be something that that's highly accessible, and then people can you know, see different things or be inspired or perspectives can be challenged for all these reasons. When we think about our digital projects, it's not about just how are we putting the equipment that's the most current. It's more of like, what does it mean for the creative process in, or when we reach our audience in the future, like what would they need? how would they want to communicate with us? Um, it's with this mindset that we, uh, we shape uh, the initiatives that, that we have. So going back to the things that we put in, it was actually the question of how if the stage is really not the last stop that we interact with our audience? How if we can interact with them like the work that we produce, are the work, but then how if they can enjoy from far away, or you know, if people who are not able to come into the theater, can we bring it to them? So that's why we had that, all those all 4K cameras um, installed um, in, inside of our theater, and then also the concert hall. Um, this year, you know, it will happen. And then also the immersive projects that we do, and then also the virtual theater projects that we have. I often think about, like, I have a five-year-old nephew. What's the world be like for him? How will he be interact with the, the cultural asset that we have? How are you going to bridge that gap between a generation that prefers a three-dimensional experience on stage with a younger generation that is willing to accept the idea that theater by its nature, is not limited to what you see in front of you in real life? The way I see them is really not, they don't cancel each other. They should complement each other. So when we actually film a production, the way I see them is that you should not just film them, but that you should really film them a way that you should use the digital tools as, as a, a creative tool that helps expands the storytelling it creates a different experience like for instance like we uh during the pandemic we actually screen some of the the theater productions on the stage on our own uh, theater stage and then that experience is really different because you see all the nuances on you know the the, the actors like very close up and then that's not the same kind of experience you will you will experience when it's actually live on stage or sometimes like when we see productions or when we introduce like immersive uh, productions using virtual reality or or AR augmented reality it's more of like creating another dimensional experience uh, for the audience but then I do recognize the, the connection and then the energy is different. I, I think it's more of like you have a bigger offering. You can always choose what you prefer. And then for for from my perspective, it's more of like uh, choosing the right productions that, you know, in terms of its artistic language, its style that fit into, you know, such medium, um, you know, characteristics. And then that's a... A, a, a right project. Okay, so how much of the changes that you talked about were dictated by COVID-19? Going back to the digital project, before pandemic, we started to have that conversation. But then the pandemic really pushes us. So we we were able to take a lot more audacious um, steps. You know, we for for me as a person like i i thought pandemic was a gift for me because i was able to do all the you know all the things that i i didn't have to explain too much because people <laughs> are just like okay let's give it a try and then mm-hmm. see like how it goes and then i i think that's it's just so much fun it really helped us like progress a lot culturally internally like how do you bring your colleagues together in in doing something like this like we have to think about the organizational structure like building a team like that that can that can actually drive something like this it's actually a, a very very nice experience because it's like running a startup in a institution you know testing out different ideas and then implementing it in different departments and then so that that's that aspect so it really you know it, the, the the growth was rapid um and then coming back to the the the, the audience um after the p- pandemic i do see there's a behavioral change in in their, their the audience behavior um i think we the, the sales are very much back to you know pre-pandemic level if it's not it's only by like five percent or so but then we do see um uh, they 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 buy tickets a lot later now like before we was we, when we launched programs like we would see perhaps like the pre pre-sale period we, we would be able to you know sell maybe 50 percent but then this year i think it's about 40 percent so we actually it's past tifa we have so many of the shows got sold out over the weekend, like after the the first opening and then you know maybe there are like two more two or three shows happening we can sell more than like 1500 tickets in 2 3 days and then that's something that's very drastic for us so it's like word of mouth become becomes so so important like you know people talk about like oh this show's wonderful you know they share about it on social media and then and then you start to see the ticket move like so quickly I think it's all it's actually a reflection of lifestyle like the people want to know what they are going to experience. They want to be sure that that what they are going to experience is is something that's going to be 100 percent pleasant. I think there's this aspect in there. Okay, given all of the things that you've talked about, all of the developments that you want to implement and all the changes you want to see, where what direction do you see the concert hall and the theater? I think in, in our organizational culture, we are very... Uh, I, would, I would describe like we are very, very, you know, into new ideas. Like we embrace uh, new ideas. We try... Mm, Different things we take on, we we get on adventures, very very often. I, I think that's the a, a big contrast from our appearance, <laughs> and then and I I think because of this culture that, uh, you know, even the platforms that I described to you, you know this. Also happened during the pandemic, you know, when we talk about, like, how do we engage with our audience? There's, like, a very different kind of needs uh, for our audience. Like, we want to be able to connect with as many people as possible. We want to have more personalities in the things that we do. We want to deliver values that we care about. We want to, you know... Be able to foster more conversation in the in the things that we want to talk about, and then those are all uh, reflected in the things that we do in the programming, in our new library, or in our new undertakings. And so, I, I think it has this like very, very strong spirit. And that does it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. You've been listening to Lin Tingjun from the National Theatre and Concert Hall, speaking with Hope Go. My name is Aspen Beilhartz. Thank you for listening.